This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Welcome, Talk Catholic, the website.com, your host, Tim Kilcoin. No agendas here, just the straight and narrow, through Mary to Jesus, the Catholic faith proclaimed and preserved. Hope to see you here every week. TalkCatholic.com with Tim Kilcoin, and it is first Saturday, and it's back to our interview, part three, with Father Dexter of the Disciples of Mary. But always the reminder, don't forget your commitment to first Saturdays in 2023, and I'll speak to that at the end of the show as well. We uh, had a little pause during the holiday season, so we still have one last part to go of our interview with Father Dexter. And in session two, he was most interesting in pointing out the cultural shock of discovering that all too often our poor fathers and mothers or grandfathers and grandmothers, for sure, are almost automatically placed in a nursing home at a certain age. He couldn't get over that. Something to really reflect on as we start the new year. How often are we visiting our loved ones in the nursing home? And for that matter, how about waiting very carefully before putting anybody in the nursing home. I have to admit, I was just out visiting a nursing home today, presenting my musical array of services. Once again, by the grace of God, I'm back playing my horn for the good people. And I had to admit, I was uh, thinking as I was walking up to the door, I was thinking of a woman from Kenya who had said to me not too many years ago, we don't even have these in our country, referring to the nursing home itself. And it really helps you to reflect ever so carefully on what's wrong with America or in the church these days. Maybe we're just not thinking of those closest to us and the love that they deserve. Just a thought as we start really still a new year. And the second part of Father Dexter's real amazement had to do with the lack of priestly visitations to the home. Now we're really turning the clocks back, ladies and gentlemen, almost to the time when doctors made a visit. But that's been long lost sight of. And we often wonder, we've been spending so much time in Father William Casey's book, You Shall Stand Firm, where he is most critical of our leadership. And perhaps, maybe, part of the reason has to do with being too distant from those people in the home. Father Dexter had made the comment that in the Philippines, everybody knows their priest. Wow, what a statement. Now, it is a predominantly Catholic country, 97%, I believe. Nevertheless, that just goes to show you that personal intimacy with the family can be so critical. I'm reflecting on a video a friend just sent to me regarding his pastor out dancing up a storm with a local family at their house. Oh, oh, can we urge our priests to do such as often as possible? And we urge and pray for our priests. We know that they're overworked and understaffed, no question about it. 
at the parish level, there's enough responsibilities to go around the horn, and unfortunately, he has most of them. So there's not a lot of time to be going out into the streets, but whatever time there might be, we urge that our priests try to take some inventory of the local community and the families at large and those internal problems that may really need attention, maybe more professionally by a different type of social worker or psychologist, school psychologist, clinical psychologist, etc. They play a role, no question about it. But often the priest might be the first one to find out about those internal family difficulties and then they can refer them out, you know, to the proper professional, etc. But never underestimate uh, the priest's role and his primary wisdom regarding human behavior. Absolutely, uh, let's not give these responsibilities over to secular people that may not think in the same terms as we Catholics and Christians in general. I should share that recently I had a confession and I was talking to the priest about my uh, real concern and uh, righteous indignation regarding our leaders these days who are not leading. And again, I simply shared my own personal experience with 17-year-olds and 77-year-olds, whether it was high school or adult education, that they will respond to the proclamation of the gospel and Catholic truth if you give it to them wholeheartedly from the gut in all transparency and honesty. It's a simple, simple winning formula for the soul and that human heart that's crying for the embrace of truth. Often not publicly proclaimed, but it's the inner desire. And so we pray for our priests and they need to just absolutely not be squeamish, but to be proud of who they are as ordained priests of God. And with that said, may we turn to Father Dexter of the Disciples of Mary. Part three, let's pick it up near the tail end of our part two, where Father had just spoken to his two big surprises, that being, as mentioned, discovering that nursing homes were a reality and the lack of priestly visitations to your home. Let's pick it up right there. You're, <laughs> you're hitting on two huge issues, I'll tell you. The one, nursing homes, assisted living, whatever, they don't even exist over there in mm -hmm. your homeland, and priestly visitations. Very, I find that fascinating that you brought that up because nobody would even know what you're talking about. <laughs> really, anybody younger than myself, they would have no clue. Yeah, yeah. Intra. Anything else that I'm just, you know, from a cultural shock point of view, is there anything else that kind of hits you about the uh, the Catholic American uh, experience? I think those are the two, uh, like, Biggest things. Those are the, yeah, the two yeah. biggest. Getting yeah. back to Our Lady for just one second, because you know, usually you were going to say why, why such profound love of our Blessed Mother, and we certainly you know get it with regard to the love of motherhood, right? Mm -hmm. Who doesn't love their mom? Okay, right. but you also you know better than anybody that Our Lady also represents what virginity. Mm -hmm chastity, purity, sexual reserve, okay? These are not popular kind of things in our culture. Speak to that a little bit. If the young people are gravitating toward Our Lady, then clearly, whether they're verbal or not, they're professing also a love for the, Her Holiness. Yeah. For Her purity. Right. 
speak to that a little bit. So young people are into such things as chastity. Yeah, some people think that, you know, the young people today are... They're just going to do it anyway. Yeah, they're just going to do it anyway, or yeah. they're, they're, they're too much influenced by, like, social media. Right. And all that stuff. Uh, the, the world is, like, has progressed too right. much. Right, right. Um, you mentioned something about earlier that the generation now, um, the current generation, knows more than the previous generation. Whereas before, yeah. um, you, you were mentioning this earlier, that um, uh, used to be that the previous generation, you only get, the current generation gets their information yeah. solely from the previous generation. Yes. Right? Right. But now. Um, Internet. Yeah. All this uh, dawn of like new age of media. Yeah, yeah. 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 So they're hearing alternative voices. Exactly. Alternative voices. They think they know more now. Yeah. Than yep. the previous generation. Okay. Interesting. The previous generation. And where orthodoxy is cool and prominent mm-hmm. is on the internet. Yeah. You really, uh, many of the new internet evangelization sites, like a life site news or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, they tend to be very faithful to what it is that the church teaches. Yeah. yeah. So I was getting into that right. uh, previous generation to the next generation, to the right. current generation. Right. That's where they get all of that stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Both, you know, two sides of it. You know, now young people know a lot of things. Yes. That they shouldn't have known at their age. Right. Say, but they know all these things. They're out uh, yep. there on the tip of their fingertips. Yeah. Um, the upside also, you were, that, that I was about to get into that, that you were saying that also um, young people, well, in this, there's some noisy world yep. that we're living in yep. right now. Yeah. A lot of there. I believe that we all have that constant search. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For that that thing that we have from uh, within that the thing Augustine was uh, speaking of. You know that mm. that peace. Yes. Yeah. You know we are always searching yeah. for the divine. Yeah, yeah. Say the divine, and I think I believe that that young people is also searching for the divine. Right. But then um, they just probably don't know how to... Um, you know what's interesting say. here is that the schools over here have become indoctrination centers. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, they're just propaganda machines of certain ideologies right. that just so happen to be anti-Christian. Mm-hmm. Whereas because of the Internet, they can actually have more information available to them mm-hmm. in solitude. Right. So, in some respects, it's cultivating almost a monastic existence of formation, where as long as they go to the right websites, right, they can get a spectacular uh, Catholic education right there on their computer. Yeah. You know, I hear what you're saying with, you know, with it does, going back to the more typical traditional model of handing on from one generation to the other, Unfortunately, if you, you know, when you look at that, it, I don't know about you, but it seems to me that too much gets lost in the transmission mm-hmm. and every generation is a little more lax than the one before it. Right. Yeah. You know, my yeah. grandfather's generation was a much more disciplined, prayerful kind of, you know, Catholic people mm-hmm. uh, than even the World War II generation. Right. And then the baby boomers just went off and did their own thing for too many years. Okay. But there was definitely a a a, uh, a loss in the transmission and what you're saying is that these young people hey you know so many of them are suffering from the carnage of broken lives okay marriages that have not worked and they're on their own at an early age yeah and that 
in, you know, on the positive side of that, it helps them grow up and they just take ownership of what they don't want to see happen in their new lives ahead. And let's not forget St. Paul's presentation of the law within the heart. They have that inner sense, like you say, in referencing St. Augustine, our hearts are restless and they will not rest until they rest in thee. It's a universal calling that everyone feels within if they're true to themselves. And if there's anything I personally have found young people to be, it's exactly real, transparent. They are who they are. And they're not into uh, skeletons and uh, secrecy like previous generations, perhaps. Mm -hmm. You know, how do they know what to do? Because, you know, the law is God's still small voice in the conscience, which never leaves you. Right, right. So even if you're not educated formally and getting three letters after your name, you can become one of the great theologians of our day mm -hmm. just by, you know, just by infused wisdom and prayer alone. Yeah. You know, I do think that there is a sense because of what they, you know, the younger generations have already seen what doesn't work. Right. This this bodes well for the future. I think I think the revolution is going to be long live fidelity. Fidelity is a cool thing. You know? Yes, in, in this world of infidelity <clears throat> right. that we are having right now, yep. the Blessed Mother yep. is that, you know, um, something that they gravitate towards because she has that beauty, that... Um, Total yes. Yeah, yes to God, that fidelity, yep. and all the things that is good. Right, right. All the things that are good, right. which they can their <clears throat> own lives... Their own relationships, they can find with uh, the Blessed Mother. I, I, I've been spending a lot of time uh, doing some shows, especially uh, last year, uh, relative to the Sixth Commandment, <laughs> which gets us into all of the, the sexual issues. And I've always, and having been a, a teacher with the 17-year-olds in, in high school settings and whatnot, I was never run out of town for simply putting forth the basic teachings on human sexuality from a Catholic perspective. Mm -hmm. and, and that's... Like, it's one of the great lies of our culture that young people are just a, a bag of hormones that need to be fed, okay? That they're out of control. Yeah. Uh, where's the contraception machine? And no, it's such an undervaluing of their dignity that we don't hold them higher in esteem for their own self-will and ability to grow in holiness. Uh -huh. You know, these are saints to be. It's no coincidence that Our Lady often appears to children. That innocence and wonder and beauty and, and just real purity that children represent. Hey, we don't lose that as we get older. And when our Lord says, unless you be like the least of these, you're not getting in. So clearly, we have to continually go back to our spiritual childhood, which may speak to your order because you're immersed in a Carmelite spirituality, mm -hmm. right? Father, hold that thought right there. Let's continue on with Father Dexter of the Disciples of Mary and his experience of America. This is WQPH Radio 89.3 FM. I gave you a book here tonight called Real Love by Mary Beth Bonacci, which I used to teach regularly uh, in the high school classroom. Uh, where she really hits on the nitty-gritty concrete issues that teenagers uh, and young adults are facing all the time, and they need good answers, and they're looking for them. They're not doing the in-your-face-I'm-out-of-here kind of thing. That's what the media wants to project. Yeah. But no, uh, the, the, these kids are good kids. They really are. And, and, and how many people are telling them, 
go to Our Lady, she represents all that is good about you, and it starts with purity because you can't hear God's voice unless you are in a state of sanctifying grace. And when we live out these teachings of virginity until marriage, or as Mary Beth Bonacci mentions, how about spiritual virginity if somebody has failed, okay, in their walk, they still, through the sacrament of confession, can really be a virgin again, okay, white as snow. The slate is clean. Mm -hmm. They're able to get right back in step with Our Lady. That teaching has almost virtually never gone forth. Yeah. Spiritual virginity. Exactly. And, you know, it's the Blessed Mother is just the uh, uh, pinnacle of what a human, um, a woman, you know, a human can do in terms of what can achieve in terms of like holiness, of of, uh, spiritual purity. Yeah. And she's that. And she was 15 years old. She was a a teenager. Right. When she said yes to God. Exactly. Yeah. So she's a youth, part of youth, young people. She's she's young. She was young. She was a teenager. She could do that. Right. That means it is possible. Absolutely. For young people. Absolutely. In any event... Father, I think uh, we're hitting on all uh, bases here. Is there anything else uh, that you'd like to share uh, before you're, you're off uh, soon back to the Philippines, correct? Yeah, so I'm going to the Philippines. Mm-hmm. I'll be staying there for like four weeks and I'll be, go back here to resume my work in the Dice of Camden, uh, teaching uh, and also a chaplain at school, okay. uh, Catholic school. And so I would just probably, you know, ask you to ask your prayers. Yeah, I'll be asking your prayers um, to help What us. about fundraising? What, what's, what are the needs? immediately for you guys well right now we are you building anything <laughs> not, not like sort of uh, building anything but uh you know we, we could uh use all the help that we can yeah that we get here especially well that's one of the reasons why we also do a mission appeals in different dioceses yes yeah. okay because um the work with the young people continues really and after this you know pandemic that hit we we really really uh need you know to get back to that and also to sort of adjust to mm-hmm. like the, the the times obviously a lot of um the ministry in Nigeria were affected by the pandemic right and then they were starting to um get back on you know our feet again so right. we were not able to do a lot of our programs that we right. used to do because of that and hopefully we by the way to... did they shut down the, the sacri- holy sacrifice of the mass in the philippines yes we they were uh at some point they did they did also um we're not a lot of people to get okay. um, there was that did happen yeah it did happen as well too. okay because i was curious given the overwhelming catholic population i was just curious whether the government is working a little more closely mm-hmm. with the, the catholic church but even there yeah even in a predominantly catholic still wow yeah wow. we were really affected by how was it just goes to show you how globalist this whole thing was mm-hmm. in terms of its execution. Right, right. Because you would definitely think in a country like yours that there would have been a closer relationship between the state and the church mm-hmm. to allow the church to be the church. Right. But, wow, unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. So people are trying to get back to normal. Exactly, yeah. That's right. And, yeah, we try to also, you know, get back to... Uh, doing again, you know, the the ministry and, and yep. its full 
you know, program that we do yeah. for the young people, the, the more people that we can get, the better. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, I think, you know, in recent shows, uh, um, uh, You Shall Stand Firm is a book review that I've been doing with Father William Casey. And in uh, a chapter, uh, Nothing is Impossible with God, after he lays out all the gory details of our culture today, the culture of death, he really highlights exactly what you are living and showing us that the rosary is absolutely where it's at. No matter how bleak and dark the whole thing gets outdoors, right, or in the culture, turn to Our Lady and turn to that rosary and you'll have your peace. I think that that's the ultimate truth that you bring us from a country that loves Our Lady and is known for that love. Mm -hmm. And if there's anything that we can learn, ladies and gentlemen, just be proud of the Blessed Mother. For too many years in my life, during the, you know, during the 70s, 80s, 90s, it was as if she disappeared. I had virtually not even heard about the Blessed Mother in all of my theological training. And so this is where we went off the rail, really. And I, I'm always uh, reminded of a great book by a great woman, Feminist Fantasies, by Phyllis Shafley, a great uh, political activist, who was only fighting for women all through the years. And she was, in that book, Feminist Fantasy, she was laying out all the things that women lost by buying into the culture. Mm -hmm. It was just a big lie in so many areas. And if, you know, and, and had they just turned to Our Lady, they would have been able to see through the pane of glass. Yeah. They would not have embraced the great lie. And we honestly, have to get back to a time where that family is everything. And to be bluntly honest, we need somebody in the home all the time. And on that countercultural note, Father, could you finish off our interview series with a prayer to Our Lady and Our Lord? Help us always to see the truth that is um, Jesus Christ, your Son, and hope, uh, with the help of the Blessed Mother to show us the way and to lead us always and show us the true light of, of your truth that we may, that this truth may lead us all to the glory of your name. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, Father. Thank you so much. And again, as we start this new year still, it's time to renew your commitment to those five first Saturdays. Go to confession. Go to Mass. Pray the rosary and be sure to reflect and meditate on one particular mystery of the rosary. And Our Lady will promise to be by your side when you most need her, especially at the end. And the younger you are, the more beautiful your commitment. Make it now as a child with us at WQPH Radio 89.3 FM. Have a great week, everyone. Let your light shine. That is what it's all about here at WQPH Radio 89.3 FM. But we need to hear your story. You want your voice to be his voice. That is making the faith known to others. Please, my number is 877-625-3727. Tim Kilcoin, TalkCatholic.com. Say, Mother Teresa told us, your ministry is your work right where you are. Grab on to this microphone. God bless. <laughs>